Hey guys, welcome back to the For The Girl podcast. Today's episode is For The Girl, learning to love every single moment. Today is so fun because we have our friend Stephanie Mae Wilson, author, podcaster, one of our favorite women on the planet, and she's talking to us about all things dating, relationships, singleness. She is pretty much our resident dating expert. We ask her all the questions, including questions about my own love life, so it's a pretty great episode. You're going to want to listen. Let's do this. Welcome to the For the Girl podcast. Join best friends Mackenzie Wilson and Mackenzie Baker from Delight Ministries as they talk about all things relationships, faith, and, well, girls. This podcast is for the girl expectant for her future, for the girl who is ready to grow, and for the girl who needs some honest answers. Get ready, because this is for you. Hello, everyone. We are back, and we have one of our good friends, Stephanie Mae Wilson, on the podcast. Stephanie, we're so excited to have you. I'm so excited to be here. You guys know, I think that there needs to be a new... This is just a suggestion. Okay. Um, There should be a new, like addition to the delight merch that says like number one fan and you should make one copy like one shirt just print uh, one and give it to me because you, i feel like you're I the am number delight's, one fan yes i'm delight's number one fan and i'll tell everyone who asks oh my goodness <laughs> wow that, that is, is just the sweetest thing ever it's really crazy i feel like we i feel like we need to tell the listeners how we met and it's <laughs> such a random story because it goes way back to i think when we were still in college we were in college and I got connected with you through somebody that my sister knew through Diana and she was like you need to go to coffee with this girl and I had just read your book and I didn't even know read your book the lipstick gospel and we went to coffee and then we just kept getting coffee for a lot of years we really did yeah Um, I didn't realize that you'd read the book before we met. I read it before you. Yeah, I was. We were going on a mission trip for like spring break or something. Mm-hmm. And it's a good travel book. Yeah, I, I read it that. on the plane. I read she it on read the plane. She read it like at once on the plane. She's the speediest reader. She I am a speed finished reader. Finished it. That's pretty impressive. I yeah. can read. I might be the world's fastest reader. Honestly, <laughs> that is not my gift. I, I and I really comprehend when I read too. I can read it really fast, but I still yeah. comprehend. The so. lips of gospel though is like such an easy, such good, a good fun read. read. Yes, it really is. It's funny because I, I talked to so many women who are like, okay, I shouldn't admit this, but I can't remember the last time I made it all the way through a book. But there, but then they'll say, you know, but I read Lipstick Gospel just on an airplane or I stayed up, you know, just and read it all in one night. And mm-hmm. I love that because like what yeah, a, yeah I, I mean god i love that yeah it's so crazy it's so crazy such an amazing book if you haven't read the lipstick gospel oh, is it still so. on your website and all it the is. places yeah. okay you gotta go read it uh but we're gonna talk about more of your books later yay before we jump into all the things stephanie may wilson and honestly we're really treating stephanie mm-hmm. as our dating expert today so i'm really excited to dive into oh, yes. more of this later <laughs> She's truly an expert. I would trust yeah. you with just about anything. Seriously. And when we it, have so many good So many questions. questions like, and from straight curiosity questions. Like, <laughs> yeah, these aren't gosh. like, we got to ask Stephanie some questions. These are like, finally, I get to ask Stephanie this question. You guys are so kind. And the first thing that popped into my mind when you said, I feel like you're like really a dating expert is, I had a lot of practice. <laughs> <laughs> truly, oh, that's amazing. Perfect. Those are perfect. the best. Those are the best. Okay, but before we get into it, we do have to give you a little Mac and Ken's mess up. That's the sound. There's a sound effect that's playing. Yeah. You guys have sound effects? Yep. Just one. Just, Just one. Maybe put in more though. 
That yeah. sounds awesome. Could we do like a, every, okay, when I first make a joke, you need to have a laugh track afterwards. Oh, okay. Let's oh get my that in gosh. There okay, that's good. Maybe <laughs> I'll just do it. <laughs> we should do them for our own jokes. I was watching a Hallmark Christmas movie the other day, and on the Hallmark Christmas movies, if you notice, they have these sound effects that lead into things. Next time you watch one, you got to pay attention. They're like, do, 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 do. And I was like, hey, once you hear them, you're so annoyed the whole time that they're happening because they're really bad, but... Things are ruining Notice. for us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> wow. Wow. But Mac and Ken's mess up. Mac and Ken's mess up. Okay, so this is a really... This this mess up really um, gives you some insight of Mac and I's relationship. Yeah, it does. But not totally, because that makes you... <laughs> <laughs> it okay. makes me sound bad. Yeah. But. No. Okay. Well, I'll just get into it. So we come to the office one day. And you know those days where you just like woke up on the wrong side of the bed, baby? (laughs) I was grumpy. (laughs) (laughs) She's not always grumpy. I probably had a reason to be grumpy. And it was probably because of me. Were you late? (laughs) I was late, probably. Probably. So anyways, walk in and yeah, that's the situation. And you knew I was grumpy too. I knew it. I knew it because we spent a lot of time together at this point. So like anytime that I walk in the office, I, I can like read her mood from a mile away. Like <laughs> even before I get in the office, I probably know like what she's thinking, how she's feeling. So I knew she was feeling grumpy today. And so anyways, I was maybe feeling the opposite, which is even more annoying, which make her even more grumpy, you know, when one person's like really peppy and the other person's like grumpy. So anyways, I was just messing around in the office all day. And Megan, our operations girl, we sometimes like joke around with each other. She like, I don't know, we always play like inside little pranks on each other. And so she went to the bath. Well, I thought she went to the bathroom. (laughs) And so I stand outside the bathroom here at the office ready for her to get out. And I'm going to scare her like big time, you know, like really good Mm -hmm. little joke. So anyways, she opens the door and I go like so loud like right in her face it was Mac (laughs) and let's just say it didn't improve my mood I didn't think it was funny it all went downhill from there I was like I think I just gave you a look I was like yeah it was like silent treatment yeah I just was like "Mm -mm." but it was like and I felt bad because that's like not okay like when (laughs) when somebody tries to mess you with you you know and you're grumpy you're like just just leave me alone yeah oh that's so I was like I'm so sorry and I like followed her to the room I was like please I'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> it was all fine we got back from there but oh yeah my gosh pretty um quintessential mac and cast is that the word quintessential yeah, yeah. Good vocab word. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So now we are so excited to jump into our chat with Stephanie. And okay, before we jump into all of our questions, because like we said, we got a lot of questions. We need to explain why you are such a dating expert, why we you are our go-to dating expert. And one of the main reasons is obviously throughout the Lipstick Gospel, you kind of mention your relationships and things like that. But since then, you have come out with a course called Love Your Single Life. Can you tell us more? about that yes yes um it's funny i feel like it's the segue is perfect between mac and ken's mess ups and stephanie talking about her dating life because a lot of that uh, Mm -hmm. a lot of the things that i learned about singleness and dating came from like Stephanie's mess ups, which there's yes. not quite the alliteration there. We need like a different Stephanie screw ups. Stephanie screw ups. Oh, Stephanie screw ups. Perfect. Wow. On the spot. That on was the good. Spot. I had my coffee this morning. <laughs> um, so uh, one of the so I've been writing and blogging for for years now, like 
seven or eight. I'd have to do the math. A long time. Crazy. And one of my favorite parts about getting to to do this work and getting to be friends with so many women online is that I get so many emails from them. Mm-hmm. And for years, especially after writing the Lipstick Gospel, which if you guys haven't read it, it's um, about a giant breakup in my life, like the worst breakup I'd ever gone through. And I actually ended up meeting Jesus because of it, because I wasn't a Christian leading up to that. And um, so, I mean, I started to get so many messages from women who are going through a breakup or single or wondering where God is in, you know, thinking at some point God's going to drop my husband in my lap. And then the time comes where you think he's going to, like, you think he will have done it by now and it's still not happening. And, um, or how do I date? How do I, you know, wait patiently on the Lord, but how much initiative am I supposed to take and all these different things. And I started to get, I mean, I got so many questions and I was having so many conversations with women one-on-one, like via email, sending like novels back that I finally realized like, we need to do something bigger Mm -hmm. with this. Um, And really my like plan A was to just have every woman who's ever struggled with relationships, like over to my house to eat pizza and hang out. Um, Mm -hmm. Cause that's, I feel like what I needed. Um, Mm -hmm. And pizza makes everything better. But, um, (laughs) but, but the, really the thing was, um, I decided to make a course about it because it, it really felt like the next best thing to all getting to just hang out in my living room. Um, and so the course is all about that. It answers so many questions. The the really specific, um, really tricky questions we have about singleness and dating and how to navigate the whole thing and how to navigate the whole thing with faith. Um, but as I was answering all these questions and as I was looking back at the things I did wrong when I was single and dating and then all the things I feel like I did kind of well after getting lots of good advice and sort of, you know, trial and erroring my way into doing some things that I felt like were right, is there's sort of this, there's a connection between the way that we live our single lives and the way that our dating lives go and the way that our marriages go. And I discovered that looking back into my past, the very best things I did for my dating life and now that I'm married for my marriage, were to really live that season well, to like use that season to heal um, from all the junk that happens to us in life. Um, use it to really invest in my friendships and to practice being in relationships, really invest in my relationship with the Lord um, and and like live life to the full, really enjoy that season. And so it was cool because all of those things that I did were the reason that I was in the right place at the right time to meet my husband. They were the things that quite frankly, like caught his eye mm-hmm. and they made our dating life so much better. And our marriage, I feel like today our marriage is as sweet as it is because of so much of the work we did when we were single. And so that's just become like my anthem, I guess. That mm-hmm. and, and you know, there are all kinds of waiting seasons in life. There are all kinds of seasons where we're doing what we can, but we can't control everything and it's really hard and we're waiting on God, but we're trying to do our part too. And it's just, the whole thing is really hard. Um, yeah. But the better we can like embrace that season and, and use it for like just ring every bit of goodness out of it. It sets it sets us up so well for the future. And so that's what the course is all about. And like, it's mm-hmm. just my heart cry forever because it made such a big difference in my life. And God's been so good to use my stories and all of my Stephanie screw ups <laughs> like, <laughs> to help other women along the way too. So that's, so that's my dating it. thing. I love it. Should we tell them our quick story about when we were at an event recently and one of one of the girls who took her single life course came up to Stephanie and was so excited to see her and was like, oh my goodness, Stephanie, it's so good to see you. And she's like, guess what? And she like lifts her left hand and she was engaged. And I love that. But both Stephanie and I look at each other at the same time. <laughs> Wait, she had done, I don't know if you mentioned this. She did that. She had done the course. So she yes. 
was like, oh yes, yeah, she, she did she the was course. Like, hey Stephanie, like I did your single life course, and and then yeah, she was like, guess what? I'm engaged. This might be. This should have maybe gone at the beginning because yeah. this is this is a like Steph and Max screw up yeah, a little we bit. We screwed up here because yeah. we looked at each other at the same time, <laughs> like looked my eye contact, and I was we were both like, it, it worked, <laughs> and it was so funny though because you could tell it made the girl feel a little odd. We were like, that I mean, no, and but not we were the totally point, kidding because but... yes, the whole point is not like oh my gosh if you get engaged you were successful yeah. like that is so not the point but it just was so I was so excited to hear her story and she yeah, was so excited was so to tell funny. me That's and I don't know cute. why you and I just said like th- it, it was worked. like the wrong thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it didn't so- go ever well you know when you say something it doesn't go ever well yeah. you're like I'm kidding. Haha. Well, because we were, we were so kidding, but it yeah. was so funny that we did it at the exact same time. We were like, that's not what we meant. But, yeah, but also so we're funny. so excited for you. Yeah. Anyway. That is amazing. So we're what you're hinting enough. at is if you do the course, then you'll get engaged because that's the point of life. No, definitely get engaged. 100% guarantee. You get a diamond at the end of the no. course. Listen, listen. Not at all. Probably somewhat the opposite of that. It's all about just preparing and keep your eyes on Jesus. And well, it's, it's so do. cool because we've seen so many things come out of it. Like for, for a lot of women, we have seen a lot of women get engaged and get yeah. married. And and for so many of them, like I, I heard a girl say, she sent me an email and she was like, um, I she was like, I met my husband or my, my future husband, my fiance now at my friend's wedding. And we've been dating for you know two years. We're engaged now. We're about to get married. And she was like, I have shared with him my notes from the Love Your Single Life course because it was oh, such a pivotal yeah. turning point in my life. And, and I've heard women say, you know, I have met my person. We are getting married or we are married. Mm. I'm so glad I did not meet them one minute sooner because mm. like, that season was so important and I needed it and I needed to use it. Um, and, and it was really fun. And like, I just, I, I was wishing it away, but I stopped wishing it away and I started embracing it and I'm so glad I did. And so, but then we've also had women, um, I, I need to figure out who she was because she was like a cousin of a friend, but whatever she did my course she ended up adopting a baby by herself Mm. after doing the course. She had felt like I like, I need to do this. And she'd been thinking about it forever and she did it. And so a baby has a home with a wonderful woman. And like, it's just so, I mean, it's God has done. And like, this is not me. This is a hundred percent God. He has done the coolest things in Mm. women's lives. And I think a lot of it is just giving, giving us all permission to like see this season, not as a curse, but as a gift Mm. and, and really use it. Yeah. So good. So good. I love it. He's amazing. So cool. Well, everybody needs to do the course now. (laughs) It is awesome. So, okay, well, jumping right in. Stephanie, I'm really curious, um, speaking of dating, relationships, all the things, could you give us some of your insight on the dating scene these days? Because, of course, it's still probably a little different. How long have you been married now? Five years. Five years. So, obviously, it's changed a little bit. I want to know just from people you've talked to, what you've seen on the socials, through conversations, all the things, what you think of the scene? It's it's, a scene. It is a scene, right? I mean, it is. is. It's like a, it's a thing. You know, I was thinking about it. And I think that in some ways, dating these days is harder than it's ever been. And then I think in some ways, it's easier than it's ever been. And I think that's important because I think we always are like really apt to say like, it's just getting like, it's just harder. It's just hard. Mm -hmm. I think it's always been kind of hard. Um, you know, whether that's back in the day you were getting, uh, you know, you were in an arranged marriage at 13. Like that's not awesome. You know, that's like kind of, uh, that's so weird. Can we take that up? (laughs) Um, Going a little too far back. Uh, (laughs) 
I know, seriously. Let's go back where on the Okay. So so I think in some ways it's harder than it's ever been, and I think in some ways it's easier than it's ever been. It used to be, like, I don't know, five years ago, ten years ago, that you really you had to have in-person access to someone to know that they existed. So you had just fewer options. You had to work with them. You know, your friend had to know them. You had to bump into them in public. Like it just, the, the stars had to align in, in a way for you to be in the right place at the right time to meet a person or you had to, you had to meet them. I guess you only had access to people who you had access to really, Mm -hmm. um, in person these days. It's different because we have access to everyone on the planet. Yeah. Um, and there's something really amazing about that because like our options are so opened up. We can meet so many wonderful people that might not live in our town, but might mm-hmm. live in the like one town over. Mm-hmm. And that person is so well suited for us. And we wouldn't have met them if we were just, you know, staying in our little, in our little bubble. Um, but I also think that the downside to that is there's sort of some analysis paralysis yeah. because you have so many options that it's a lot to sift mm-hmm. through. And then the other thing is, I think that it's a little bit more discouraging these days because with a higher quantity of people, you get to see just how many people aren't like you have access to all the people who are suited to you, but also the people who aren't. And it, mm-hmm. and that number on both sides is higher, but I think it can just feel like a little bit more like there's no one good out there because you just see so many more people. And of course, most of the people aren't right for you. Yeah. And that would be true. Like, you know, however long ago too, with all the people in your town, most of them are not right for you. It's just you don't have access to quite as many people. So the volume has gone up. Mm. So I think that there's some pros to that. Lots more options, lots lots more access to people who you wouldn't have met otherwise. But also there's just there's just kind of a volume uh oh like overwhelm that yeah. comes with that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, it's so true. I've thought about that so many times. It's like I think a lot of people like in our mindset we're like, oh, this famous amazing guy is only one dm away in our minds but in reality it's like i don't know that's just this weird world we live in and it feels like everybody's at our fingertips but at the same time it feels like nobody's at our fingertips like yep. we're so connected that we're almost not connected in a lot mm. of ways so yeah. it's a weird a weird scene these days for yes. sure yes. um <laughs> yes i would know so okay <laughs> you want to know <laughs> yeah we want to know coming from our our resident dating expert Stephanie <laughs> Wilson and flip. just now that you're married and you're five years into marriage what are some things that you know Ken's and I that like women that are listening to this who are single like what are some things that we need to be embracing about our singleness that maybe we're not right now yeah okay so I think let's there's a there's a deep we'll go like deep to to more to fun I yeah. love that yes so the deep one is healing Mm. Every single one of us has gone through something hard in our lives. Yeah. Lots, little, I mean, just families, our past, whatever. We've all been hurt and bruised and wounded in our lives. We've all had stuff happen to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we all know from experience that those things that have happened to us, like our cuts and our and our wounds, those pop up in our relationships. They make everyday life harder and they make all of our relationships harder. And that's that's tr- that's just true. Um, one of the things that I know was the most beneficial for me one of the things that was really broken in my heart just personally was I was struggling with a lot of insecurity Mm. and it was that way for my whole life like insecurity was just my Achilles heel and I had such a hard time 
like getting through it, figuring out what my identity was and like being a good friend to myself. I just, me and myself were not on the same team for years Mm. and years and years. And that made relationships really hard because I would look at relationships to fill something in me. And like, I would look to a guy to tell me, I love you and for him to mean it so much that maybe he could mean it enough for the both of us and that never worked. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it really it not only was it my Achilles heel in my personal life, it was my Achilles heel in my relationships. Like my insecurity bled into everything. And so after like, you know, the however many at the time of a relationship falling apart partially because of my insecurity, I was like, I need to get a handle on this. Mm -hmm. I need to figure this out. And so I went on like a long journey with God of asking him to heal things in me, doing some deep work, going to counseling, like really digging through some of my crap so that I could believe like, so that I could actually love myself and I could believe that God loves me. And it is amazing how much easier dating is. Like once, once you do that, not only did it make, you know, my, everyday life so much easier and so much happier but it made my relationship so much better and it has paid off like crazy in our marriage too and so that's like just a really big thing this is a perfect time and really wherever you are in life right now right now is a perfect time to heal and to dig Mm -hmm. into some stuff so that you can just stop carrying it around yeah um okay so another thing is digging into our friendships um this is a time in life when you're single you have more time for friendships than you ever will again in your life. Yeah. And I hate saying things like that because it's like womp womp. But it just, it's, <laughs> this is a time when you just don't have as many other things pulling at you. And to this day, my friendships are one of the most important things to me in the world. And I make, I make time for them like all the time. It's, they're so important. It's not like I don't have time for friendships, but you don't get to live with girls after a certain point. Like you, yeah. ha- you live with a boy once you're married. And that's awesome, but you don't get to have like girl roommates anymore, or you don't get to have, like, I still have girls nights and slumber parties and stuff, but they're just not as frequent or, um, you, you don't get to live down the hall from your girlfriends as much after you graduate from college or after you don't live in the same apartment complex or something. So I think making the most of your friendships and really digging into those, um, it just makes this season so much more fun. It also, the fact that I did that with my girlfriends while I was single, now that you know we're all married and they're starting to have kids, like our friendship has this really deep foundation because of that. Mm-hmm. So if we're not able to talk for a minute because you know someone's baby's crying or whatever, it doesn't. We have just this deep well to to um, like draw on. Yeah. yeah. And then the other thing is, um, and I, it's funny. I, so I have this best friend Michelle. And she's in the Lipstick Gospel. So if you've read that, you've heard about her. We've been best friends since we were eight. Mm. And uh, I got to give a, a toast at Michelle's wedding, which is maybe the speaking event I was most nervous for in my whole life. <laughs> uh, that and my sister's wedding. Um, so I had to give a toast. And one of the things that Michelle and I always said growing up was that everything we've learned about marriage, we'd learn from each other. Mm. And Michelle and I have been in such close connection. Our friendship has been so close for so many years. We've gone through so much together. We've like practiced loving each other and fighting and getting through it and mm-hmm. um, telling the truth when it's hard and sticking it out even when it doesn't feel good. And it, I mean, everything that you guys talked about in the Mac and Ken's mess up, like it, it you guys are pra- like, this is practice. Our mm-hmm. relationships are practice and, and they teach us how to be close with people. Um, so our friendships really matter and um, give us a really great foundation. Um, yeah. And then the last thing is to just really 
enjoy it. Like enjoy this time. Um, have fun, like take risks, go on adventures, um, try the thing you've always wanted to try. Just like make the most of life in whatever that means to you. And, and there's so many reasons for this, but one of them is so that I, I think that when we're not enjoying one season, we're tempted to end that season sooner than we should. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a lot of what happens in dating and marriage is like, if we are miserable being single, then the first time someone comes along who can get us out of being single, we're going to take yeah. them up on that. Yeah. And I am such a firm believer that it is so much better to be single and want to be married than to be married wanting to be single. Yeah. And so if we're really enjoying this time, we're not going to be tempted to end it prematurely. We're going to only give up our single lives for someone who who actually like for someone who really deserves it yeah mm. that's that makes sense? so good. good yeah that last part is set it's a good word that's a word <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> we say that a lot around delay that's a word, <laughs> that's a word. That's a word. <laughs> wow i love that that's that's that really is so true there's so many so much goodness in your singleness mm-hmm. okay um moving forward for the girl who is looking for a guy and is like what the heck should i look for like What's good? What's bad? What should? What am I looking for here? What is like one big thing that you would say she should be looking for in a guy? Like one of the most important things. I think that there's, and this is another reason why the time when you're single is so important. I think we all need to go through the process of figuring out what is really important to us. Mm-hmm. Like out of life, at the end of our lives, we want to make sure we've done X, Y, and Z, or lived this certain way, or whatever. Um, there are all kinds of things that we should compromise on, but then there's some things that we don't want to compromise on. And if we have compromised on those, I think at the end of our lives, we're going to be pretty disappointed by that. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's figuring out what those non-negotiable things are. Um, Maybe it's your faith. Maybe it's the fact that you feel like you were um, meant to be a mom. And so if someone, if you meet someone who doesn't want kids, like you're going to get to the end of your life being really sad that you never had kids or had a career. Maybe you date someone who's like, "Mm, I don't think that women should work. And you're like, okay, well, if you get to the end of your life and you didn't really get to have a career and make a difference, like professionally, you're going to be really disappointed. So figuring out where some of those things are that are like pretty non-negotiable for you. Mm -hmm. And then finding someone who those are also really important to, um, I think we can lift up a lot of the um, requirements we have. Like, who cares if you're a mountains person and they're a beach person or if you like <laughs> the city and he likes the country, whatever. I mean, you guys, there can be some the, some give and take and some compromise. Yeah. Um, but there's some areas where you don't want to compromise. And so you need, like, it's really important to know what those things are for you and then find someone who's also heading in the same direction. Yeah, yeah. that's so good. So yeah. helpful. Wow. So helpful. Mac, I've been telling you just that, just the fact that he has a beard doesn't mean everything. <laughs> he doesn't need a beard. She's really stuck on the beard thing. You know, like, she's like, if he doesn't have, like, a foot-long beard, it, like, a foot-long foot beard. Long, it's weird. I'm like, oh, my I gosh, I've never weird. said that statement in my life. That's okay. so funny. That's so funny. Um, other things, maybe. A beard, I don't know about. No, I'm not. I like beards. I don't the know. Ralph, Ralph Lauren Polo, though, you can't let that go. <laughs> what is the thing? Is is that good she or loves is that, that? She's making up all Ooh. of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, she's making up all of this stuff. I have none of these conditions for my future future <laughs> someone. None of these conditions. My only condition, I don't know. I don't they have love any the conditions. Lord. Yes, that's family guy. Family guy. Yes, yes. Yeah. I pendulum swing on thinking I want a guy like this, and then I'm like, no, no, no. I want a guy totally opposite of that, and it just. 
who you just got to catch me on what day I'm on of what I'm thinking. So who knows? Well, the thing that's fun about it is like, and we're going to probably talk about this in a little bit, but I, you know, I think that we're pleasantly surprised when we let ourselves be pleasantly surprised. I for sure thought that I was going to marry someone who was like six, two blonde and a youth pastor. It just like, that was the person who I was <laughs> yeah. meant to marry. And my husband's not six, two. He's not blonde and he's not a youth pastor, but he's so, so much better for me in yeah. all kinds of ways that I like, would have missed out on if I was if I had my criteria that like thin and so I feel like knowing what our our big things are yes that's so important but then kind of being fluid I love that like yeah one day you're like all about <laughs> yeah you know grungy mountain not grungy but like burly mountain man and the next day you're like you know Ralph Lauren yeah man. polo wearing guy polo wearing <laughs> that's amazing no honestly no I'm worries. on that pendulum swing seriously I'm like one day I think I need a quiet shy like kind nice guy and then the, the other days I'm like I need the most loudest person in the room like <laughs> things that don't really matter at the end of the day or like I could take both so yeah, yeah. I always say though there's something like you know, there's been guys in my life that I've been just like infatuated by, you know, that like feeling of infatuation where you're just like, totally. he's everything I wanted. Like, you know, he has the career, he has this, all those things. And like, it's so much less about that. Like those feelings of infa- infatuation aren't really yeah. like real. It's not what's going to like, it's not what's going to keep you in love through the hard times and like marriage stuff and like yeah I've learned like even in this new season of dating how much it like that doesn't matter as much to be infatuated well because so I'm a firm believer in the fact that um the honeymoon phase doesn't exist Mm -hmm. and I feel like I need to really like think through or like talk about this more write about this more um Mm -hmm. it's something my husband Carl and I talk about because we're like what a sad thing to say that the first three weeks of your relationship are going to be the most fun you ever have. It's all downhill for me. <laughs> like, yuck. <laughs> so, yeah. so why would you get married then? If, if it's all going to just get worse. Yeah. I think that there are different, like different kinds of phases and feelings. Like when you first start dating someone, you're like, I was so excited about Carl. I didn't sleep for like weeks. I feel yeah. like I was just tired all the time because I wanted to <laughs> talk to him on the phone every hour of every day. Um, today I like, you know, I get more sleep, which is really great, (laughs) but like we have decided and we say this all the time that we love each other more every day than we did the day before. Like we're just getting more and more and more in love. And so, but that love doesn't necessarily feel the same as like, oh my gosh, I want to like stand on a roof and I don't know. I, the infatuation is a little bit different. And sometimes infatuation's like, I don't know. I don't know if that's even really what you want in a relationship. Mm, Infatuation, I think, comes a lot with fear or like with like, what if I lose this person or what if I, I don't Mm. don't know. I think sometimes we're infatuated with people that we, that Mm. aren't necessarily very good for us or whatever. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yesterday I saw something on Buzzfeed that I thought was so cute and they interviewed a bunch of couples and asked them what their like, uh, they're sort of like inside jokes that couples do, the, like weird things that that couples do together. And the list was so cute to me. It was like uh, every night before we go to bed, we kiss each other and say this like really stupid thing. Or we have this nickname for each other that came from this, you know, however many years ago. Or one couple has this thing where for 17 years, they've had this, clothes, this one clothespin that they hide in each other's clothes. So like 
it goes back and forth. And so one person will have it and they'll put it in like the armpit of one of like her husband, one of her husband's shirts and forever he won't wear it, but then he'll put on the shirt and he'll like, he will have gotten like clothes pinned. Yeah. Um, and then he'll take it and he'll like hide it in her clothes or whatever. They've been doing it for like 17 years. And those things, I think that's, that's the best part of being in a relationship. That's the best part of being married is like being married to someone you're really good friends with. And that is the stuff that like you want your best friend by your side when you're going through all the junk that life has. You don't necessarily want someone who like, I don't know, makes your heartbeat so fast you think you're going to pass out (laughs) all the time. (laughs) All the time. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think infatuated feelings will lead you in the wrong direction. It'll yeah. lead you to somebody who just isn't isn't the right one for you. Yeah. So did you get some clothespins? No, I know, uh, but I know what I need to. Bet I need you're going to. to. Okay, so the holidays are just around the corner and you know what that means, Christmas shopping. We have some really exciting news. Black Friday all the way to Cyber Monday, that is four days long. The entire Delight website is going to be 20% off. So if you've been eyeing something on the Delight Shop, this is the perfect time to buy. Maybe it's that cropped whole heart sweatshirt. Maybe it's the how to prepare for your future love story book. Maybe it's a Delight sweatshirt. I don't know what it is, but if you've been eyeing it, you need to buy it on Black Friday or Cyber Monday. It's going to be so good. All of our little Delight sweatshirts, Delight shirts, we are not reordering those, you guys. So this is your last chance to get it. (gasps) Type tees, they could be so good. The How to Prepare book is the perfect Christmas present for a friend that's walking through some tough stuff in a relationship. You got to do it. Call your mom. Say, Mom, the one thing on my Christmas list this year, Delight merch. I also got to say, everything that you buy on Delight goes right back to the ministry. So it's helping us a ton, you guys. And it's so cute and so fun. So do that. Okay, so I really got to know, Mac is on the dating scene. She's, (laughs) you know, she's in it to win it. Um, And I just want to, I want to speak for her. Oh, I want to speak Mm, for her. What should she be doing? Like, what is like... You know, I'm speaking for her and for all the single ladies. You yeah, got a lot yeah, going for themselves. You know, we're not just talking any average person. We're talking killer, awesome, leader, girl, awesome, cute, <laughs> pretty girl. Okay, so anyways, what should she be doing? Where should she go? What does she need to do? Well, okay, so I think that sometimes there are kind of two different things we can look at when when we're... Uh, I don't know. Maybe when our love lives, this this is not about you. So let me back up for a second. <laughs> it's okay. If, if it's if it's tough, I can no. take it. I can handle the heat. <laughs> um, so I think when our when our relationships aren't necessarily going the way that we want them to, there are a couple of things that we can look at. Sometimes it's something about us where it's like we need to work on this thing in us, or there's something that's like kind of broken in us that is leading us in some unhealthy directions or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a pattern like in ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then there are times when we've done a lot of that work and we're really living life as a great version of ourselves. Like we're always growing, whatever, but we're really like doing a great job. We're, we're living life well, but we're like, okay, it's not happening. Like where I'm not meeting I'm not meeting great guys. Why isn't this like, Mm -hmm. how do I, what am I supposed to do here? And that's, I talked to so many women who are in that spot and it's like, it's not, it's not you. It's the fact that it's, it's not something that you need to work on. It's just, you're not bumping into that many great guys. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I actually, a while back, 
put together a list of these 10 challenges. Um, and it's sort of love your single life in reverse a little bit because love your single life is about investing in this season of life, knowing that your dating life will also improve if you do that. It's sort of a yeah. ripple effect. Well, this, and I called it double your dating prospects. Um, oh it, my <laughs> gosh, you need to know about this. <laughs> well, I am on the edge of my seat. So it, it's kind of the, it's like the ripple effect in reverse where it's 10 challenges to get you out of your comfort zone. Mm. And they're, and they're like, they're, Anytime we step out of our comfort zone, it's hard, but they're small. They're like volunteers, like volunteer somewhere. Not a million times, just do it once. Oh, Each of these I've things is like. <laughs> at the marathon, marathon, water oh girl gosh. at the marathon. I mean, not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, okay, but, that's but good. So, each, so they're just. Each you thing. ever told me that? <laughs> <laughs> She's lying right and left in this episode. Wait, I, I feel like it. I really have. So okay, okay. Um, so each, so there's like ten different challenges, and they're like volunteer somewhere. Join a small group. Um, you know, try give to online dating another try. Uh, say yes to three different things. There are just all these different challenges where you're putting yourself in a position to be around more humans mm-hmm. than you're currently around. Um, and so I like kind of walk you through it. And I think that the cool thing about that is that these different challenges, while they're great ways to meet more people, which is really the crux of it. Sometimes mm-hmm. we're just not meeting enough people. Yeah. We're yeah. like living our daily lives and in You run a women's ministry. You run a women's ministry. You like <laughs> you go to the gym, you go home, yeah. you like make dinner, you hang out with your girlfriends, you go to bed, you do it again. Like it's yeah. just not you're just not running into enough new people. Um so the whole thing, it's like ten challenges to meet new people. And the cool thing about it is not only is that a great way to meet more guys, it's also a great way to meet more friends or like build skills that you've always like try something you've always wanted to try, Mm -hmm. Um, like build confidence because I know every time I try something new that I'm scared to do and I do it, it like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm capable of so much more than I thought I was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So anyway, it's it's just a really fun challenge. But I think the, the crux of it is to say yes to as many new experiences as possible. Yeah. And then once you're in those new experiences, say yes to new people. Like we were mm-hmm. talking about, if maybe who you think your type is, is not actually the best type for you. And so if a guy asks you out, like I've had my, my best friend's mom always says, like everyone deserves one chance. And that advice has get, like sent me on some terrible first dates, <sighs> but, but it's one, that's a great story. Yeah. And two, you just never know. And mm-hmm. like when I met my husband, Carl, I mean, I thought he was great. I, he is kind of intimidating sometimes when you first meet him. And so I was kind of intimidated by him, but, mm-hmm. um, but I thought he was like really smart and really cool. And I just didn't really know much more about him. And I certainly didn't look at him and go, that's my husband. And when he asked me on a date, I did not know, like, that's my husband. I had mm-hmm. to go on a couple dates before I knew enough about him to even know if I wanted to continue dating him. Yeah. Um, and so I think that when we can open up our, like, criteria a little bit and just say say yes to new experiences and then yes to the people we meet along the way, mm-hmm. we're, we're just able to be surprised so much more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. good. All right. Wow. What's on your mind, Mac? Where do you need to go? What do you need to do? I guess I need to start volunteering more. I need to, um, I need to maybe, maybe I should try a new gym out. Maybe Uh I should. Fit Factory. um, Oh. Oh. (laughs) Shout out to Fit Factory. (laughs) Sponsor? Oh my goodness. You need to go there though. Yeah, that's a Nashville gym for those of you that don't live in Nashville. Kenzie has been telling me recently that she thinks that I might be my husband at Big Factory. Well, there's some gyms that are like not going to be the kind of guy that she like needs. Like a bar studio, you're probably not going to meet. Well, and that's, guys. yeah, that's the other thing is like sometimes 
you know, the activities we love are like really female centered. And I love that. Like I'm a total girl's girl, but sometimes like there are all kinds of things that we could try just for fun. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, trying something that we may not have tried before will lead us to people we wouldn't have met otherwise. And so that's, yeah, Yeah. that's part of it. It's like, okay, bar can totally be your thing or, you know, yoga can totally, whatever your thing is can totally be your thing. But like, like if we're expanding our horizons, it's a cool way to expand our horizons and try something new but also yeah. meet you like a different yeah kind of person yeah yes. and i also think at fit factory there's some good christian guys it has like a good yes. christian reputation i gotta so. say a gym crush is the best because then you're yeah. motivated to work out totally. so i need a gym crush honestly That'd yeah be great I'll this episode that. has been sponsored by the fit factory, <laughs> factory. It's it's 20 dollars off your first month yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay okay so Enough about my dating life. Uh, thank you for the tips, though. I'm very excited. I'll Max, let you like, know how it goes. Spotlight off me. <laughs> the water girl at the marathon is a really good idea, though. Like, water so- girl at the marathon. What am I supposed to do? Like, give out water and my phone number at the same time? Follow them. Write my name I on the I don't know. <laughs> follow them. Not just on Instagram. Follow them with my body. Down the road. <laughs> with your feet. I'm coming. Yeah, you get a lot of options. There's, like, thousands. You just stare. And then oh, you pick gosh. your one, you know? Oh, okay. That's gosh. so funny. Yeah. Okay. It's weird. Again, Again, enough about my dating life. <laughs> Let's talk about some. We also get a lot of questions from so many women who are asking us very like specific situations of what do I do when I'm in this situation in my dating life or in my singleness and all these different things. And there have been a couple that have really stood out lately. And so we thought, you know, we know a little bit about dating, but again, we're bringing it to our dating expert. And so the first like kind of scenario or situation is one that I've been hearing about so, so, so much. And honestly, I've kind of been in it in myself. Like so many of my best friends are either A, dating in very serious relationships or B, are married. And I've sat down with so many girls recently who are kind of saying the same thing. They're like, it feels like all my friends are in serious relationships. It feels like they're all married and they're all dating. And I think there's two issues that kind of arise from this. Number one, a lot of times you sit there and you're like, oh my goodness, what's wrong with me? Why haven't I found that? Like all this stuff. But I think even honestly for me the part that's harder is that like you kind of are also just feel like you're losing your friends and it's like suddenly you feel like you're just in this like bowl of loneliness where it's like for so long life looked like this and now everybody's progressing into the next season of life and I'm still stuck here single lonely Mm -hmm. all these different things and so what advice or like what encouragement would you give to these girls who are maybe struggling as they look around and feel like they're the only one not in a relationship Um, I, I could say like, honestly, I could cry about this because it's so real. And, um, the thing that's crazy about it is that it's not just this season. There are all kinds of times in life where we're going through different things than our friends are like how, how often, like, you know, you get a promotion on the same day that your friend gets let go from her job Mm. or Mm. gets passed up for a promotion, or, you know, you have some great new thing happen on the same day that your friend's grandpa dies. And, you know, I mean, there are so many times in life where we're going through different things from our friends and it's challenging. It it requires us to, to like, step out of ourselves, like invite someone into what we're going through and then also step out of what we're going through into what they're going through. It's a lot of, it's almost like we're on two sides of a river and we have to cross the bridge a lot to go, to go see each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing I think is worth mentioning is that there are times when, when we go through big transitions, sometimes our friendships don't make it through. Mm-hmm. And 
I hate this, um, but it's true. I think sometimes when there's a big shakeup, we find that maybe we weren't as close as we thought we were, or mm-hmm. maybe we were close for a season, but maybe this that friendship was for a season and maybe it's not going to continue past that season. And yeah. and sometimes that happens and it's really painful. And I, we could talk about that forever. So I'm, I want to keep going, but it's really painful. But at the same time, it, does, it doesn't mean you did something wrong. Um, it happens. It happens to everybody. And that means that there's like a spot in your life for another really great new friend. Yeah. Um, so I feel like we should put that out there, but, um, I, so this has been happening to me a lot recently because a lot of my girlfriends are now having kids. Mm, And one thing that I've had to remember along the way is that I'm not falling behind. Mm, Like their timeline actually doesn't have anything to do with me because, there's not a limited number of like babies in the world. And so if everyone else has one, that means like mine's gone. It, and also there's not a limited number of husbands in the world. Yeah. And like, it's not like when your friend gets married, she took your husband. Like yeah. your timeline for life looks totally different from anybody else's. Mm-hmm. And it feels like you're falling behind when everyone else is, when everyone else's timeline seems to be moving faster than yours. Mm-hmm. But it's, but that's not true. Different parts of your life may be moving ahead. Mm-hmm. Like, um, one thing that I've been seeing with my girlfriends is, you know, they may be a, like far ahead of me when it comes to having kids, but because they've been having kids, they're not as, they're not doing as much with their career. And so my career is further ahead yeah. than theirs. And so we're just all on the path and we're at, on the path at different points and that's hard. Um, but it doesn't have to mean the end for our friendships. And so, um, I wanted to tell you guys, so my best friend, Kelsey, was the first of my like best friends to have a baby and no one, she wasn't necessarily, well, <laughs> let me take that detail out. Um, <laughs> so, uh, she, I went home, um, to visit in Colorado and, um, I walked in, she hands me a card and I opened up the card and it said something like only best friends get promoted to auntie. And it had an ultrasound in it. Mm-hmm. And like, this was totally out of left field. I didn't, she, it's not like they'd been trying for like several years or anything like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, just burst into tears and I was like sobbing but I was laughing and I was smiling but I was sobbing and I didn't know what I was feeling and half of me was feeling like oh my gosh I cannot believe that my best friend is about to bring a life into the world like this is so beautiful and the other half of me was thinking I'm losing my best friend yeah and um it was cool because Kelsey in that moment she stopped me and she was like hey Steph it's okay if part of you is crying because you're sad and she was like I'm a little sad too because her life is going to be changing. Yeah. And so I think that giving, like, one of the things is giving ourselves and each other that space that, like, not only to recognize how our lives changing impacts our friends' lives, but also, um, m- like, me realizing this is a big thing that's happening to Kelsey. Like, she she needs me right now. Yeah. Um, so I had a lot of thinking to do as, as she's, you know, cooking this baby. Um, <laughs> and part of me wanted to, like, be mad and like hold on to the way our friendship was and like dig my heels in a little bit. Like, this is how we are friends. Like this baby can move around us. <laughs> and, but obviously like that's not making Kelsey choose between her child and her best friend is a horrible thing to do and, and not doesn't make any sense. We know that, but I'm just saying it out loud because I feel like part of us feel that way, you yes. know, like, mm-hmm. like it's either me or your husband. And I'm like, Oh, I kind of feel that way, but that's a terrible thing to yeah. say to you. Yeah. But what I realized was like, so I, this was happening no matter what this was happening and I could either get on board or I could like kind of, yeah. I could get left behind. And so what I decided to do was just to love that kid with my whole heart 
and to like jump mm-hmm. in it with her. And so um, he was born and about 10 days later, I went home and I stayed with her for like almost a week and learned all about like, you know, changing newborn diapers. And I learned how to like hold a newborn's head. And I like, like started a relationship with this baby and he's uh, three now. And I just, three, four, four. <laughs> listen. Um, but like, I love this kid so much and I've gotten to really be present in her parenting journey. And, um, it's just been a really beautiful thing. And so it's cool because when, especially over Christmas, Carl and I will go home to Denver and we'll have a sleepover, like inevitably one that over, over uh, new year's we're having, like, we're going to the mountains for like four days and it'll be me and Carl, my best friend, Michelle and her husband, Alan and their baby, Mabel. And then it'll be Kelsey and Tyler and their two boys, because now they have two, and then my friend Shannon. And it'll be all of us just in this one cabin, all the kids, all the husbands. Um, and that's what our sleepovers look like now. And it's mm-hmm. so fun. And so while I did lose some things, I didn't lose as much as I thought I was going to when I really like wrote it out. The process, like yeah. she had a lot to, to process um, and a mm-hmm. lot... I think sometimes we want to quit right in the middle when when we haven't made it all the way through yet. And mm. on the other side, we can still be married and make time for friends. We can still have kids and make time for friends. So much of our relationship is the same as it's been. But then there's also this really sweet new aspect of it. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think that that's what can happen. I think that's so good. I think that that's so good that you brought up just like the reality of sometimes you, we as humans have to take a second and mourn what, what it feels like we're losing. But I think that like, don't do that too long because oftentimes there is a lot of celebration of head of like, what's the next steps. Mm-hmm. And like, I was talking to a girl recently and she was like, my best friend's getting engaged on Friday and I'm so sad about it. And she was like, I don't know why I'm so sad about it. She's like, but I'm so sad about it. I feel like I'm losing my best friend. Like, I feel like this is the final straw. She's never going to have any more time for me. And we were talking mm-hmm. about it and I was like, Hey, this is actually really cool. This is a cool step in your friendship. Like, you're going to get to start wedding planning with her. Like you're going to get to start taking on like that part of friendship with her that you wouldn't have had before. And so Mm -hmm. like, let's step into that and like love that season and embrace that season and totally okay to mourn what's been and what's been in the past and how it's been. But also then at some point turn your gaze and look ahead to like what's next and what's really exciting to come. And so I love all that that you said about that. Yeah. The other day, actually just yesterday, I was talking to one of my girlfriends who's a really close friend of mine and she's married. She's been married for a couple of years now. And I asked her, I was just like, is it like so weird that like I'm like single and like still like single and doing my own thing, live by myself and have this career thing going on and you're like married and like, you know, like, are you like hiding some part of your life that I don't understand that we can't connect about? Like, I was like, is it just so weird for you? And she was like, no, she was like, I, I hope it's not for you. Like, you know, she was like, I hope we can connect on this. And like, I don't feel yeah. weird. Do you feel weird? And we went on and on about the conversation. But I say this because I think there's just such a like, there's a mutual like longing to like keep your friendship and yeah. to like have depth for that. That's and good. I think like when you're single, when you're not the one getting married, you assume that they're just okay with their husband now. And like, they don't really care as much about like, keeping up with your friendship but like maybe even there on their side there's even more of that because they like need that and they probably feel abandoned by some of their other friends so if like I don't know if you're a best friend of somebody who's getting married I just like it was a really cool awakening I was like oh you like mutually care just as much about like your friendship with me being as like a single girl and it doesn't matter yes yes 
Speaking of dating, have you guys taken the Discover Your Dating Personality quiz? Because you should. It's free on our website. All you got to do is go to delightministries.com slash FTG quiz and you can take the free quiz there. By the end of it, you'll walk away knowing your dating personality, one of six types that will help you to better understand and know how to approach dating and relationships. On top of that, Mac and I wrote a book called How to Prepare for Your Future Love Story and it is incredible. It is such a good read. You should buy it online. It walks you through every single dating type with a full profile, their tendencies, their desires, so many things that will help you prepare for your future love story. So get the book. So fun to do with friends, to do with your sister, with your mom, anybody, everybody. You're going to love it. Get the book. Take the quiz. We love you. Um, Like Mac was saying, we get a bunch of questions. This is another kind of like category of questions um, that we get from the whole dating scene and this is about girls that are in serious relationships so you know we're talking to college girls most of the time and speaking to college girls so maybe they're in college and dating someone seriously and they love them and there's they're so excited to get married I mean I think we hear this all the time obviously ring by spring and like fantasizing marriage and getting married right after college and all this and there's so much like honestly like it's a cool, exciting thing, but I also think there's a lot of anxiety around all of that. And I think a lot of people tend to rush the dating process just to get married. And so, I don't know, I just want you to speak to that a little bit. Like, first of all, why do you think people like rush this process so much? How can we not, like if you look back on your dating life, like is what do you wish you would have done differently? All the things. I totally get that. You know I think when we're falling in love with someone and it's like so exciting and we we meet someone who we think, oh my gosh, I could actually marry you. We, I don't know, we're just, we're diving in. And so, I mean, I totally felt that. Carla and I started talking about marriage like pretty quickly, honestly. Um, Mm. And some of it is that we had dated before we had dated other people and we had like done a lot of research on or done a lot of work on figuring out who we wanted to be with. And so when we met each other, we were like, oh, yep there's a lot, like Mm -hmm. there's something really special here. So we really Mm -hmm. knew that right away. Um, and in some ways I think we really, I, I felt that same thing of like, I can't wait to get engaged. Like, you know, we talked about getting married really fast. We did, I mean, engaged like super, super fast, like within a couple months, we didn't end up um, doing that, which is so good. I'm so glad we had more time, Mm -hmm. but one of my girlfriends stopped me as I was like, just plunging ahead, like immediately thinking about engagement, marriage, and all these things. And she was like, Steph, you only get to be Carl's girlfriend one time. Like, you only get to do this season one time. When you guys get married, you'll be married for the rest of your life. And I know that this season feels long, but it's actually really short and it's really precious. And she was like, also, this season while you're dating is where you're building the foundation for your engaged life and for your marriage. Like, they're all sort of, you're building a house, like, little bit by a little bit on top of each other. And so she was like, if you can, you know, same as making the most of your single life, if you can make the most of this time while you're dating and really enjoy it and really use it, use it to, again, deal with some of your junk both together and on your own, like really use it to get to know each other and practice being in a relationship. Every other step will be so much better because you took the time to really invest in this one. Mm-hmm. So it, it is really hard. It's really exciting to, to look ahead and to plunge onto the next thing. But I think the more you really invest in your time of being together as a dating couple, 
the better everything else is. Mm -hmm. If you kind of rush past it, like there are things you're going to have to figure out together and you're going to have to figure those out whether you're dating or whether you're married. Mm -hmm. And I think it's easier to do them while you're dating. So yeah, it's so good. Yeah, that's so good. Everybody's timeline is so different. And yeah, you know, you got to like, like you were saying before, you just got to look to the, to the Lord and listen to the Holy Spirit. Your timeline might look different from somebody else, but yeah, yeah, it's so good to say patient and present. Yes. So. So good. Okay. So we've talked about the girl who has all of her friends dating. We have the girl who is in a relationship, ready to get married. And then there's this other girl, which might also connect with the first topic, but a specific girl. We hear about this a lot. Um, this is the girl who has never dated anybody. And um, I think that so often the women who are never dating anybody feel so alone. Like I was talking to a girl the other day and she was like, I've never dated anybody. I'm so embarrassed about it. Like I always wonder like what's wrong with me? Why is why have I never dated anybody? Why don't guys like me? All of these different questions that maybe are going through their mind. And it's so funny because I think from from where I sit and from where you sit, we hear these stories all of the time. Mm-hmm. And we know that there are so many women out there who have never dated anybody. And like, we probably see this as like such a gift and such a cool thing and not something to be ashamed of. And so what advice would you give to them on maybe just like how to not be ashamed of this, how to actually like embrace this and own this and like not be afraid, not like stay behind this wall of never dating anybody, but how can they, you know, see this still as a gift? I think, I mean, I'm so glad you said that because really there are so many women who have never dated anybody. So many. So many. Like, I, I like I'm trying to quantify it, but obviously I can't. I have no idea. So, well, we have our dating quiz, you know, and we yeah. always say this, that the the cautious is mostly the girl who has never dated anybody. And it's the second most popular type on our quiz. Yeah. So, like that kind of quantifies it (laughs) totally that's so good i mean so many women are in this spot and i think that and you touched on this the really important thing to point out here is that your dating past or lack thereof does not mean that guys don't like you like those two things it doesn't mean that you are undateable or unlovable or unattractive or anything so often we take one fact and we, you know, create a story in our minds about it. And the story I think is like, nobody wants me. Those things are not true at all. My girlfriends that haven't dated, like, just, I don't know, the timing was always wrong or they were busy doing something else or yeah. they, the guys around them were not their type or, I mean, there are just a million things that go into this and none of them are that you are unlovable. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, we each have a different story that um, each of our dating lives are different. And for Mm -hmm. some of us, we date a lot of people. We have a lot of trial and error. We have a lot of um, experience, like dating experiences. And there's a good side to that, but there's also a really painful side to that. But then for some of us, like we don't date as much, but you're still learning about yourself and about what you're looking for in another person. And then maybe the first person you date ends up being the one. Um, It just is not... It, it doesn't necessarily like all of our stories don't need to look the same. And the fact mm. that you haven't dated as much doesn't mean you're unlovable. Yeah. Um, yeah. One question I would ask, and this is from, you know, I've, I've had this conversation with so many women um, for some of the women that I've talked to who haven't dated a whole lot when they're, when they look at their lives and when they're honest with themselves, dating isn't the only area of life where they're sort of letting fear run the show. Mm. And um, I, that's a really hard thing yeah. to think through, you know, but I do have some friends who dating is a part of it, but 
when they look at their lives, you know, with the help of some friends or, you know, in counseling or something, I swear all of my girlfriends are in counseling, like myself included. It's (laughs) awesome. Um, You know, when, when they're talking about it in counseling, they're like, okay, dating is just part of it. There are other areas where I'm like, there are reasons why I'm kind of shut down and dating isn't the only area Hmm. where this is coming up. And so that's just another reason why I think it's so important to invest in our healing in this season. And not only will that make so much of our lives better, but it'll make your dating life so much easier when you're not being held back by whatever the thing is. Yeah, that's really, really good. And I think like, I love that you talked about that, that oftentimes there's those fears can like kind of cover all areas of our life and and they usually don't stay in a perfect little box. They usually start to kind of flow into other areas. And one thing before we wrap up that conversation about that, because I was this girl for a long time, like I had never really had a boyfriend or anything like that. And the thing that I was most nervous about, honestly, just being honest here, was that I'd never kissed anybody. And I was so nervous about that. I was like, people are going to think I'm lame. Like, I was like, I'm not going to know what to do. I'm going to be like old and like never had my first kiss. But I just want to say to all you girls who've never had your first kiss, you really do figure it out in the moment. You figure it out. So yes, (laughs) I just wanted to give that encouragement to you girls who are over there like freaking out that you never kissed anybody. You will figure it out. It's going to be good. Okay. You're not going to be an awful kisser the rest (laughs) of your life. Okay. I love that. So random piece of advice, but before we kind of wrap things up, we want to talk about your new book, your new prayer journal, Every Single Moment. First of all, I'm looking at it right now, and it is the most beautiful book. Like the so cover, great. what is this, a linen cover? It's linen, The yep. cover and gold foil. foil, rose gold foil. Oh my goodness, it's the most beautiful book you've ever <laughs> held, and there's so many lines to write in, and we want to know. Can you tell us more about it? And also, like, why did you write it? Like, where did this come from, this whole idea and concept? Yeah. Oh, man. It's so fun to see it in your hands and see it in person because it's Uh been something I've been working on for so long. Um, The idea of it really came from teaching my Love Your Single Life course. Yeah. Because one of the questions I would get in the course was about praying for your future husband. Like, should you be doing that? How often should you be doing that? How should you be doing that? Mm -hmm. And girls were all over the board. Some were like, that idea never occurred to me. For a lot of women, that was like the only piece of dating advice they got in youth group. That and like something about modesty uh, was like, pray for your future husband and also be modest. And like, there you go. Which there's just more to it than that. You know, (laughs) at least a a lot of, we need a little more (laughs) advice than that. Um, Mm -hmm. But so, so I, I talked to a lot of women who were either not really looking ahead, not really preparing, not really praying about who they were going to marry. And then a lot of women who were like praying a lot about their future husband. Some like, you know, I feel like sometimes that advice has almost gotten twisted into praying sort of to our future husbands. Mm. Like instead of talking things over with the Lord, like um, writing letters to your future husband. And I think that there, whenever we talk about marriage and dating, I think specifically in the church, I've seen that we swing pretty hard in two directions. One direction is making marriage the end-all, be-all goal for our lives. Mm. Um, It's we treat people like they're less than if they're not married. Um, It's like, if you're a good Christian, you'll be like, God will reward you with a husband. I mean, there are all kinds of messages. Mm. And I think this is so damaging for so many reasons. And it's one of them being um, when we put that much pressure on marriage, like, there's no way marriage can actually live up to it. Marriage is yeah. not supposed to be the end-all be-all of anything. It's a relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's just setting everyone up to fail. Us, our future husbands, our future marriages, everything. Um, God, like we're, I mean, it's 
like riding his goodness on when he gives us a husband like that's just it's just setting up everyone to fail but then on the other side i think that there's kind of this idea of thinking about your future marriage is silly or frivolous or Mm. um I don't know, anti-feminist or something like you should be focusing on more important things. Mm -hmm. And like everyone has a different idea of what those more important things are though. And so I think that this just leaves us feeling stuck in the middle of this is a big deal. Marriage and who we decide to marry, who we decide to like super glue our lives to is really, really important. And it's something I think we should be thinking about and processing and pray like not necessarily I mean we should I think we can be praying for our future husbands I think we should also be praying like about our future husbands and what our future period looks like with the Lord especially with an area that's so tender and important to us um but I think that sometimes when we do that we take it a little bit too far to the point where we're only praying about the future and we're missing out on the present and like we've talked about embracing our present is how we're ready for the future Mm. and so really i just couldn't find a how to pray about or for your future husband resource that i that i really liked and so that's why i wanted to create one and so the thing that i love about every single moment is that you are praying for your future husband just praying that wherever he is that god is just moving and working in his life Mm. um and praying some specific things for him, um, praying about the future. Like, what are you looking for? And what do you need to be doing to get there? And, you know, what kind of marriage do you want? And like processing through some of those mm-hmm. things with God, but then also investing in the present and talking through what does your life look like today? And who are you today? And who do you need to, what do you need to work on today? And who are your friends today? And what does your life look like today? And what kind of story are you living today? And so um, I just love the way that this book turned out. And it really is, one of the things I've been saying about it is that it's a life-changing way of praying for your future husband. And it is, Mm -hmm. it's a way of praying for your future husband that I really believe will also change your life. Yeah, so good. Oh, I'm so excited to do it myself. (laughs) Me and Mac haven't really super, we always talk about it. We haven't super got into praying for our future husband. I love this perspective. Yeah, I loved that That it's way more about just like for your future husband. Because it is, it's weird and hard and it's like, what? Why am I even doing this? But it's a huge part of your life that you need to be talking to the Lord about and processing and there's just also so many more that things like under that umbrella of what you need to be doing with your life, your purpose this season. And you can do all of that through every single moment. We're so excited about it. And what a cool resource to give everybody this oh, book thanks, after the thing. Yes. Will you give us one little glimpse into it? Like, can you read us a little something, something? Yes. Um, so picking my favorite part is really hard because there's each section really dives into something different. But um, I think this kind of gives like a picture of of where some of it's headed. So it's day 10. Um, and it says, imagine the day you... I can't believe I'm reading this out loud. This I love is so it. Fun. <laughs> um, Book reading. It says, uh, imagine the day you meet your future husband. Close your eyes if you like. Picture the scene. Where are you? What are you doing? What's your first interaction like? Once you have a few of those details sketched out in your mind, move your attention to yourself. Who are you on the day you meet your future husband? What qualities and characteristics are true about you? What does your life look like? Make a list of a few things you want to be true about yourself on that life-changing day, and then spend a few minutes praying over them with God. Ask Him to help you take the steps towards the version of yourself that you hope to be. Mm. So good. That's so good. And then there's space for them to like think through that, reflect on that, pray on that. It's so awesome. Where can can everybody get this book? Oh, man. Okay, so... um, I think probably the easiest way, my website is stephaniemaywilson.com and everything 
in the world, my podcast, my bookshop, everything is linked from there. Or on Instagram, I'm at Esme Wilson. And if you click the link in my bio, there's just like links for everything. So you can, you can find the book. And yes, else. Stephanie has the most amazing podcast, Girls Night. If you're not listening, I feel like everybody's probably already listening. Oh my gosh. Well, if you haven't listened, go listen to Mac and Ken's episode because I loved it. I think it was episode 11, if okay. I'm remembering correctly. 10 or 11. <laughs> no. Perfect. Yes. Yes. Well, Perfect. thank this you. This is so fun. This is so fun. Guys, thanks so much for having me. Thanks for all Number this, one guys. delight fan. Oh, number one Stephanie Mae Wilson fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're making t shirts yeah, for, yeah. for each other. For each other. Well, thanks, you guys. We will talk to you soon. Bye. You guys, we wanted to ask you a super big favor that's going to help us so much. Giving Tuesday is just around the corner. It is December 3rd. And if you're like, what the heck is Giving Tuesday? It's actually a national holiday where you give back to organizations that have had a big impact on your life. Some of you might not know, but Delight is a nonprofit and we run off of your generosity and your donations. And we're asking everybody, a part of the Delight community who's ever listened to a podcast, bought something online, a part of a delight chapter to just give $5, just $5. And we'll be able to reach so many more women, impact so many more lives. And we can do this in a bigger way together. Mac and I see seriously every single donation that comes through the website or through Venmo. And we're going to be looking out for your name. We are so grateful, so thankful for every single one of you. We have made it so easy for you to give this holiday season. All you got to do is search Delight Ministries on Venmo or go to our website, www.delightministries.com slash give, and you can make your gifts there. Now, you don't have to wait until Giving Tuesday to make your gift. You can make it now, right here, right now, whip out your phone, make that donation all the way up until December 3rd, Giving Tuesday. And also, you don't have to give $5. Please give whatever amount you feel called or led to give. Every dollar that you give to Delight seriously goes back into inviting more and more women into Christ-centered community. Thank you so much for your generosity, your prayers, and your support mean the absolute world to us. We love you guys.